Hey, what's up, guys? It is Tuesday, March 8th. This is Derek Laliberti. I got another one for you. And today, I'm going to read you a sales and marketing blog that I wrote a few years ago. But really what I'm more excited about is reading it to the score for the movie 1917. This movie is phenomenal. And I think this score goes really well with what I'm about to read you. So as you know, this isn't your ideal podcast where I bring on somebody to interview and we're just discussing things off the off the cuff. Nope. No, this is a little bit more specific. So not that those aren't specific. Please don't take it the wrong way. I am just reading articles that I have previously written, uh, typically on LinkedIn. Now, there are a few that are stashed away in my own personal WordPress blog. But for the most part, I'm a pretty transparent person and everything that I've written is is out there for somebody to read so this one specifically is called new school sales concepts for the old school so essentially you old schoolers out there you know maybe you're like me a little bit um, or maybe you're a little bit even more old school than me um, the new school this is this is uh, this is for you so the cover of this is a picture of me and I think it's the fifth grade, and I have an Air Jordan t-shirt on, which, by the way, was kind of money. Um, I think they actually started making that same design again, but I'll put a link in the description of this podcast so you can access the actual blog. So, you ready? Here we go. You know, it's funny, I just watched The Dark Knight, and uh, that sounded kind of like Heath Ledger. It didn't. Okay. Picture, I'm just setting the mood, guys, because, you know, this first part is my attempt at humor. So, picture a 12-year-old kid with a just-do-it shirt tucked into a pair of mismatching Umbro shorts coming at you on a Redline 360, that's a BMX, in the early 90s. If you need a touch of more detail, picture that same kid with the cleanest, I mean, freshest, freshest pair of Dion's Nike's guys and a Sony Walkman tucked into his elastic waistline and bumping some LL Cool J you know ladies love Cool J the only reason you know it's LL is because he's talking about some girl he met around the way girl that sounded awesome and it's rhyming but the hook is way off key obviously you know that now that I just tried to sing it to you FYI, that kid was me. Over 20 Nike shirts in the closet, and who knows how many pairs of Umbros. Guys, I played soccer, okay? What can I say? I was the early 90s kid that you're picturing in your head right now, and travel soccer, man, it was my life. I was the freshest kid on the block. Did I mention I was super cool yet? Looking back... I was about as old school as it gets. That is, if we can all agree that being old school is relevant to a generation. In that case, you could call me Slobby Robbie. Man, this is old. I uh, was watching Slobby Robbie on Netflix when I wrote this. So fast forward 27 years, and I'm not nearly as cool, but still doing everything I can to stay fresh. If I could go back and give my younger self some advice, I would tell myself to save those t-shirts. But that's about it. 
I really want some of those t-shirts. Things change, and that's okay. You just got to roll with it. The entire idea of old school got me thinking about the new school of thinking centered around what I do for a living and how things have changed. Selling pest control right out of college not only was cold calling widely accepted, walking up to someone's door was as well. I mean, can you really do that now without getting shot? Now trying now trying walking up to someone stranger's door to talk about anything. Good luck with that. Just like those umbros. I mean, I was all in. I cold called everything that moved and stopped at every door with just pure optimism. I believed that I could convince anyone that I had what they need or worse, that I could bring up something that's never occurred to them. And again, I mean, I was so fresh and so old school. That was 2004. Fast forward, 60,000 cold calls and who knows how many cold emails. And here's the advice I'd give to anyone starting off in sales or wanting to take it to the next level. On a side note, I'm not here to argue, argue over tactics. If you have time for that, do it with somebody else. Also, read some of my other blogs if you want to debate, because in 2019 there were two major things in sales. Things, two major things anyone in sales needs to be doing now, because this is the new school of thought. Some of those blogs I've already read to you, but like one of them would be a Vanity Fair. Likes and views don't pay the bills, but man, do they look good. Uh, the other two would be, did I catch you at a bad time? This is the fallacy about cold calls. Interesting uh, fact, I just looked up the stats on my podcast, and those two um, podcasts were podcasts. It's not a word either. Those two podcasts, I can't do that. I can't say that. Those were downloaded like 1,500 times uh, in a couple of weeks, so kind of cool. Um, another one would be defending the LinkedIn selfie with the social fun- funnel. I believe I read that one as well. So it's critical that you understand that I am purposely leaving out many tactics, methodologies, and of course, technologies. This isn't about what you shouldn't be doing, guys. It's more about what I believe we need to be doing. And this is, if this is new to you, uh, this is sort of old, but we need a personal brand and we need it yesterday. This isn't our company's brand. And this isn't what our LinkedIn or social profile says about us or how great we are. Here's a simple test to confirm my theory. One, I want you to scroll through your social feed and I want you to count how many external links you click on. Second part of this experiment. Now I want you to count how often you read what was wrote about each of those links. And here's the answer to the first question. Zero zero you clicked on zero links and the second answer to how many times you read what was wrote about those links was what probably all of them too often as leaders we get caught up encouraging or at the very least hoping our employees will share company related content the reality is the more they post of their own content the better off the company's brand will be don't believe me Right, I just did a post the other day about how you shouldn't share your company content. Let me tell you, it just lit a fire. Here's the third question. How much company-generated content do you personally engage with outside of your own company? Yeah, 
Don't act like you don't know the answer to that rhetorical question. None. That 1917 score is really kicking in. It's kind of motivating me. All right, here's the second thing. We need to seek attention every day. If this doesn't sound arrogant to you, then I don't know what will. Arrogance, however, is not what I'm referring to here by any means. What I'm referring to is our overall engagement on social media. If we want to talk with more people, especially more people outside of our network, we need to connect with as many people as possible. Think like a magazine or a newspaper here. Some of you are like, what is that? Our content is only as good as our reach. And when, when, excuse me, and when we are not connected to anyone new, we might as well go back to the local networking group where we can engage with the exact same people every day. That's the reason I don't go to them. In my opinion, there is zero reason to keep your connections to a limited amount. LinkedIn is a social platform. If you need to manage your connections, then I would recommend Sales Navigator or, I don't know, a CRM. I wrote an article about how LinkedIn needs to be a CRM, by the way. Seeking attention isn't just about the kind of content we create. It's more about answering our social voicemail. If someone views our LinkedIn profile, we owe ourselves a pat on the back because the content we're putting out there is working. Now, all we must do to just connect with those people is connect with those people. All we need to do is just connect with those people. That's what I'm trying to say. I told you in a couple podcasts ago, I'm just going to keep rolling when I screw up and that's what I'm doing. Scratch that. We need to connect with all of those people that view our profiles. They are the ones who need to know who we are and not just what we do. In fact, my team often hears me talking about how nobody remembers the normal kid. But they always remember that weird kid every time. If sales were a popularity contest, your sales team needs to run for mayor and be crowned the homecoming king or queen at the same time. Because this is the age of the customer. And rather than get into what that is, just think of it this way. Your customers are looking. And if they've never heard of you or your firm, hey man, tough. All right, let's get into this next section. Prove it. In 2018, I challenged my team to create their own weekly theme social post about something they were passionate about with a corresponding hashtag. To go along with that idea, I required my team to post on social seven to ten times a week. I had this vision that if we posted more about ourselves, we could grow our network exponentially and in the end, greatly help our company's brand. And it worked. Here are the results, right? Because I'm not just saying it worked without backing it up. Between four team members, we posted on LinkedIn 1,559 times with a minimum of three sentences of context for each social post. As a result, we added 7,964 connections with a significant majority of those connections coming from profile views. And no, I don't have the total of that. All right, I, I like data, but I mean, that would be a little obsessive. In total, between all, all our methods of prospecting, our team averaged one new meeting for every 29 connections we added. Say what? That breaks down to five connections per post. 
Without going into depth, our overall engagement was over 25%, with our annual sales revenue increasing over 20%. All from social media. If data or results are an indication of what we will do more of in 2019, I think we figured it out. Keep in mind, we're in 2022. I mean, get with it. I'm a regular listener of Gary Vee's podcast, so I can't really take credit for anything here. But I'd like to mention one thing that stuck with me early on. Gary was adamant that social media is a tool that we need to know how to use. And if we don't, we're going to drop significantly behind. It's been 30 years since I donned a pair of those Umbros and my bike was stolen as, after I turned 13, which is that's a, that's a bad story. I'm still looking for that kid. I'm going to, okay, I'll keep moving. The great news is that at least I can still remember every word to that LL Cool J song. You know, Around the Way Girl. Seriously, back in the day, you bought a single cassette tape. And the single that time was Mama Said Knock You Out. Well, on the other side of the single was Around the Way Girl. And if you know the two songs, look, I mean, Mama Said Knock You Out's a great song. But, I mean, Around the Way Girl is it's a classic song. All right. The old school version of me is now nearly 40 years old. I'm actually, I turn 42 tomorrow. And even though I still like to think of myself as fresh, things are different. They're very different. I've always been a believer that the way we do things is going to change, and especially in sales. That doesn't mean I don't still think about those Nike Airs or making those dials. It just means that I've adapted. Someone once said that you can take the person out of the trailer park, but you can't take the trailer out of the person. Oh, just reading that out loud, I can't believe I even used that analogy. I think the same rule applies to old, the old school and us all. Guys, I still want to send handwritten notes. I still want to pick up the phone. But I don't want to waste my time, so I'm very careful about how I choose to approach potential clients. In the event... That you are old school and you're having reservations about whether or not you should have a personal brand or you should make yourself famous, whether these concepts are for you or if you're ready to accept the challenge, I want you to consider the story I'm about to tell you, and it's a personal story. When my son, Chase, turned four years old, my wife started off in my ear about teaching him to play catch. Our fear was that our son would end up spending his entire life in his room with no aspirations. I mean, he seriously couldn't catch, and he couldn't throw at all. So naturally, I picked up a football, and I threw that ball a few hundred times, which turned into maybe a million times, which must be a billion times now. Later that year, my four-year-old son asked me if he could play flag football, and I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh, really? Playing catch with him worked. I mean, I wasn't getting... You know, my goal wasn't for him to play football, but he had an aspiration. I was pretty stoked about it. So I signed him up to play flag football that fall in the pre-KK division at the local YMCA. You know, the big leagues? Because Columbia City YMCA, let me tell you. Okay. A couple of weeks went by before we heard anything from the YMCA, and then finally I got a call from the athletics coordinator telling me they were short on coaches and they wanted me to coach. Wait, what? I'm not nearly ready to take on that kind of responsibility. 
nor am I remotely qualified for the job. I remember verbatim her surprise reaction to my comment. She was like, Derek, I mean, come on. Do you play catch with your son? It's like, yeah, I do all the time. She's like, great, you're qualified. Moral of the story, I think is pretty clear here. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you own a significant amount of Umbro shorts you want to sell? Because if you do, maybe we should connect. All right. Call me, especially if you're upset about what I just said about being famous. 260-479-0885. Peace.